WCSG Backstage gives you access to your favorite WCSG DJs from your family-friendly morning show, the most music for your middays, and the ride home. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Tom. I'm Steve. And I'm Brittany. Welcome Welcome to to WCSG Backstage. WCSG Backstage. That's right. We have a new name, and there's a very good reason, oh. folks. Listen to this. We are breaking apart our podcast, and you can now hear it on WCSG Yay. every Saturday night from 10 to midnight. It's going to be... I can't stay up past 10. <laughs> well. <laughs> I will still be That's listening why we're to doing the podcast. It now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Absolutely. So it's just another great way uh, for you to enjoy this podcast. Share it with your friends. Nothing is changing except, well, the name, as you heard. So again, welcome to WCSG Backstage. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, January felt like it lasted a good a year, year, yeah. year oh, and a half. Long month, yes. Yeah. Uh, if you made days. it this far into February, then that means you were able to get through Groundhog's Day. <laughs> Wonderful. Think along the lines of the movie with Bill Murray, where he basically has to keep living the same day over and over again, uh, which got us thinking, if you could relive a day over and over, mm. which day would it be? Did everybody else have a really hard time with this? I did. <laughs> this was yeah. easy well, for me. Oh, then you go first. Really? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Was okay. it the day you met Jesus? No. Okay. It, <laughs> I was afraid. Wow. I, like, wow. wasn't spiritual. Now I, feel, now I feel like a sinner because no, I just no. said no. no. Oh. None of us. It was the day you bought life insurance from Ned Ryerson. <laughs> Bing! Uh, it, no, it was... It was the day any one of my kids was born. Oh. Uh, because you didn't birth them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and because they've got this delicious dessert at uh, at the hospital downtown, this lemon tort. Every time I'm at the hospital, I've got to get this. That's like, why you keep having kids? Is you just want to go get that? It's a, it's a running joke at our house that that is the reason, yeah. Uh, it's just so good. Uh, but that's not the reason, no. Uh, it's not the cake. It's it's because it's just, having your kids be born into the war, it's just the most beautiful thing. Mm, yeah. And with every one of our kids, um, there was just a story, you know, it's just a story of, oh, no, there's an issue. God's got this. Yeah. We pray through this. Oh, yeah. We're keeping the faith. And sure enough, each and every time we saw prayers answered. Mm-hmm. So it's wow. it's just this beautiful, welcoming new life that yeah. you've loved and haven't seen before. But it, God has a way of just hemming his spirit into each one of those moments. So it just it just amps it up yeah. all the more. Each one of those days is, is just so special in such an amazing way. So different from each one of the other days, mm-hmm. but every one of them yeah. just so unique, so awesome, so amazing. Man. It is. A, it's good it, stuff. It definitely is a, a, a spiritual moment. Man, you know, what sure. I recall, it was just like, this is a holy moment. So you talk about the day you met Jesus. I mean, yeah, that kind it. of. Right yeah, yeah absolutely. Right yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That's a good one, Tom. See, yeah. now, I feel like you guys can say that. And I also appreciated the days my kids were born. But my recollection and memory of the whole day itself, yeah. that yeah. moment 
amazing. Yes. Whole day before that, I wouldn't want to relive that every day. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to no, do that ever, no. ever again. I wish I could trade you cake for the pain. I, I, I wish I, I'd it. give you the lemon <laughs> tort. I'd take your pain. We'd be in good shape. I have but. a picture of uh, me with my first, and uh, it's I'm holding him, and it's just a lovely picture. And on the little tray in front of me, there's a ham sandwich. Because I was in labor so <laughs> yep. long, and you can't eat. And I was like, just give me a ham I sandwich. Need something. Um, <laughs> my story deals with children, but they're not my own. If I think about just a day that is very, very memorable and just uh, when Jeremy and I were talking about this, I'm like, this day was when like there was so much emotion in my heart. Like I can't even capture it Mm. properly with words. Um, When I was 15 years old, my parents decided they wanted to adopt a child, a little boy, and it ended up being a boy and a girl. And it took forever for paperwork to go through and all of the logistics and money and more money and more money and more money. And my mom went with a friend to pick the two kids up from Guatemala. And it was supposed to be a weekend. And because of the corrupt government, it was three weeks. Oh, my word. And so that's why my dad didn't go because he stayed home with us thinking, you know, like, this will be okay. We have everything arranged, all the paperwork, all of that. Um, But they just kept saying, oh, you need to pay this and you (gasps) need to pay this. And so you've got people that were just like... What what money do you need? We need to get her home. We need to get the baby's yeah, home. Yeah. And so it ended up being a three-week thing. I just remember so vividly that day we cleaned the house, me and my sisters, along with my grandma. And she was like, what have you guys done the past three weeks? Have Aww. you done anything? But we're teenagers, you know. <laughs> and um, we we took a nap for some reason, like family nap. I don't, Aww, I don't know. Great. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> great. <laughs> because, I don't know, we knew these babies were coming and we weren't going to sleep. Hmm. Um, and then we went up to the airport and it was back when you could go to the gate. Oh, like you could yeah. hang out at yeah. the gate. Oh, yeah. And it, my grandparents were there and my aunts and uncles and cousins and my boyfriend at the time because we had waited two and a half years for these small people and um, I just remember me and my sister standing kind of at the end of the bridge strutway thing and my dad was there and um, all the people got off the plane and there were no more people coming off and it was like okay what's going on you know we know they're on this flight from Miami and um, all of a sudden we heard this cry and it was my brother (laughs) my I get uh, choked up just thinking about it now. Um, We watched them come off and our family was complete. It was Mm. just this amazing like and they were so scared with all of these people there and they had been plucked out of their orphanage by Mm. this woman you know and now she's mom and they hung so so close to her and But that was just so just memorable and like Absolutely. just the emotion and just the love and like we missed our mom so much and she was yeah. finally home and then mm. the kids that we had waited so long for were finally home wow. and that experience I would relive. It was traumatic for some reasons because it took so long for them to get here. But sure. man, just that finality of they're, they're finally here. Mm. That was that was super powerful. Wow. So wow. there you go. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. You were 15? Yeah, wow. Well, I was. it was 15 when they started the process. It, I was 17 when they actually oh, wow. actually made it here. But it and then like... I moved out a year later, so I didn't. I wasn't even annoyed by them as a little brother and sister. <laughs> that's great. <so>. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Aww. All right. Well, mine is way less emotional than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of thought about like, okay, what day had most of the things that I like in it? And Mm -hmm. so I would pick the first time I visited Chicago. I went with my mom and we went to visit uh, college friends of hers. And so it was going into the city and just seeing all these huge buildings. I mean, I'd never Mm -hmm. seen anything like that before. And um, 
we went to uh, a restaurant. I don't even know if it exists anymore. It's called Big Bowl. And it was basically like stir fry. Mm. And that was not something that we really ate growing up. And so it was like this new experience of like super good food and being downtown in this huge city. And then um, the family that we stayed with, they had this cute little bungalow house, not like right downtown, but it was just this really cute house and they had a fire going and it just for some reason smelled really good in their house. <laughs> Essential oils. Yes, probably. right. Probably. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, so I guess this would be like more of a, like a 24 hour period, but then the next day we went <laughs> to the, uh, Chicago dog show, oh, how which fun. like 13 year old Brittany really loved dogs. So that was pretty great too. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so yeah, th- I feel kind of bad saying that because it doesn't, it like, it doesn't have anybody else in my family as a part of it. And my husband's not a part of it and whatever, but those were the... <laughs> Those were the great. Those were great things. The question did not didn't say the only day you yes, ever live yes. over. Right. It's just a yeah, day. day. Yes. So, so that oh. would be one that yes, I would do because it had many of my favorite things in it. Sweet. I went along the same lines. Like, what day was packed with things that I enjoy? Because I think in a day you very rarely have it. Like from beginning to end, everything is amazing. There's yeah. usually some, you know, difficult things. And so um, I, I would say that there was a day a couple of years ago. I was moving, I was walking, I was trying to eat better, I was trying to be more fit and decided to sign up for my first 5K. But I decided not to do it by myself. I did it with my son, who at the time was five, because yeah. <laughs> he's seven now. And we did this 5K together. But we, what was cool about it is we had started off just thinking, okay, we're going to do just one mile because he's five. Like, mm-hmm he's not going to run the yeah. whole thing. And have you not met five-year-olds? Apparently not. <laughs> or maybe I was just using him as a scapegoat so I didn't have to do the whole thing. But we got done with that first mile and he was like, yeah, I want to keep going. And it was, I don't, I don't want to over-spiritualize it, but there was something special that happened throughout the rest of the, the the race or the run where it was just like, okay, let's keep pushing. Let's push ourselves harder than we mm-hmm. thought we could go. And it was just this constant reminder of me, his father, and him being the son of just like, Okay, you can do this. You can keep. You, we can get up that hill, or we can get to that fire hydrant that's up there. And it was just this constant pushing, and it, and it's it was just him and I, mm. which is not an experience that I had a lot of as a kid. Mm. Um, I had a lot of mom and I moments, but never a dad and I moment. Mm. And so to me, that's just just like, yeah, I want to do that again mm. and again and again and again. And I would love to have that experience with my daughter. She just ha- happened to be gone that weekend. So, Well, the wow. cool thing is oh, you man. can. Yeah. I you mean, anytime. And let's be pr- transparent. What was also part of the 5K? Cookies. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that's how I got him on board. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So for me, I... I I'm avoiding the like wah wah answer to this question, which would be, well, today, the most recent day of my life, because I wouldn't want to miss any of the experiences that have brought me to this point where I am in this That's moment good, right now. But I'm not saying that one. Because uh, I understand the spirit of the question. My Groundhog Day answer would be, uh, this is going to sound really cheesy, but the day... Kelly, my wife, and I fell in love Mm. Uh, because she was living in northern Michigan. It was the summer. We had just kind of started seeing each other at the end of the previous school year. And so during that summer, we were corresponding. And so uh, me and- actual letters corresponding? Actual letters. I'm that old. Yes, exactly. It was the uh, Pony Express. Express. Uh, So no, uh, me and a couple of friends uh, drove up 
to her parents' house where she was staying for the summer, and we decided to spend the day on Mackinac Island. Aww. I had never been to Mackinac Island mm. uh, to that point, and it was like the perfect day. It was like, I don't know, sometime in August. It was great weather, and... I had never really been kind of an outdoors, like, look at the vistas type person, but we spent all day, you know, like, riding bikes and hiking and looking at all the, like, beauty. It was just a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. And um, then at the end of the, I mean, like, we're all broke, you know, we can't, like, stay someplace. So we go back. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. So we all get in the car, go back down to, it was like a two-hour drive down to her parents' house, or an hour and a half. And she, at the time, was living right on Lake Huron. Like, there was a beach literally her backyard Mm. and so she says let's drive over here there's this lighthouse and um it's like getting dark you know and so then we go and we're sitting out like on the sand and there literally was northern lights like aurora borealis and like a meteor shower like there were shooting stars (laughs) it was like i must marry yes (laughs) like it was like very much like is god telling us something You know, and we're sitting there, we're talking about the future. It's the first time we were having like a talk about the future, you know, and exactly. And at the end of that, it was like, I think this future seems to be lining up for us. Like it was very, like, yeah. And so it was just very magical. It was kind of like, what was his name? Phil Connors. It was like his last day, you know, saying where he got it right. It was, yeah, it was very, very cool. So so. was that the day where you told each other you loved each other? Yes. Oh, yes. And it went like this. (laughs) If If you're asking that, if you're asking that question, it went like this, uh, sort of like self-protective guarded. Steve says, "I, I think I'm, I think I might be like starting to like fall for you. And Kelly's like, Oh, I'm there. (laughs) very much and and it was like it was like oh really okay yeah me too (laughs) yeah how old were you guys at this point uh let me think i she was 19 i was 23 wow yep um let's shut it up we're done yeah just in time for valentine's day oh look at that (laughs) tell me something good into those feel-good stories from around the world. Jeremy, tell me something good. All right, so I was going to go with the fact that Maroon 5 donated $500,000 to Big Brothers and Big Sisters because cool. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Really you should cool. spend part of that money on a shirt. Yes, yeah. you should do that. that so, like uh, But I didn't. <laughs> but I do think that is a cool story. This story is about Lynn and Leanne. Uh, Lynn... Um, so they're both from Taiwan. She needed emergency treatment after a near fatal crash uh, years and years and years ago. She was given 10 pints of blood and two of isolated platelets while she was in critical condition. Mm-hmm. Well, she ended up meeting, her name is Lynn, she ended up meeting Leanne two years uh, after that situation, told him about the accident and found out through much work and suffering, it was his blood that Whoa. was the one that saved her life wow. from that crash. That she said she kept calling hospitals and blood donation centers. Uh, they said that the information was confidential, but she kept persuading them. Like, I'm just really trying to find out if this guy is the one that supplied the blood. And eventually, yeah, they said absolutely. And so uh, they were able to connect his name with the identification number on the blood. And so wow. they didn't know each other at the time. It wasn't until afterwards they ended up meeting, falling in love. She told him about the crash. Oh, yeah, I gave blood. And 
So I don't know. I, I'm a big proponent of giving blood. And yeah. actually, I just got an email that with the polar vortex we had, mm-hmm. they had to cancel a lot of blood donation. Oh, sure. Critical levels. Yeah, and so they're at critical levels. So go do that. And don't sign that privacy thing because, you know. Because you, if you ask know. long enough, it's, you get the answer. Exactly. <laughs> That's cool. really cool. Disclaimer. We don't endorse gambling in any way, shape, or form here Ooh. at WCSG Backstage. However, this Tell Me Something Good story has a tiny bit of gambling in it, just a little bit, but it's because mom told him to do it. Okay. And so if your okay. mom tells you to do something, you, you should obey. do something, yes. right? <laughs> uh, there's a man who used to be a chef for U.S. presidents, including Obama and Clinton and Bush and even Trump, and he has even served as a chef for the Academy Awards. Oh, wow. And he left the White House, he left like big business, and decided to start uh, his own restaurant and part of that is cooking for homeless people in charlotte north carolina well his mom said you know i have a feeling today that you should like maybe get a lotto ticket and he was like mom i don't gamble i'm very opposed to gambling she's like i just really feel like today is a day that something good is going to happen to you so he listened to mother's intuition which will never ever serve you wrong (laughs) bought a five dollar scratch off after taxes he ended up getting a hundred and seventy six thousand eight hundred seventy six dollars that is respectable from his scratch off ticket and he's going to use all of the money to build a kitchen that will feed the homeless in the Dominican Republic yeah right he gave his mom a little bit for the incentive to actually go get the <laughs> no, ticket. No, he's like, you can wash dishes, Ma. I don't Seriously, know. Ten percent. Hey, at least at least you didn't go. How many more five dollars scratch offs could that buy me? See, oh, like, that's yeah. where the gambling is. Uh, there. See, yeah, that's yeah. where it's yeah. yeah that's the dark cloud, right there. Oh, no. That's funny. Also, he doesn't happen to supply like lemon torts to hospitals around yeah. the Midwest Possibly by any chance. That's my guy. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. yeah. Lemon tort dealer. It's so good. So good. Okay. So my tell me something good is a little bit what the what ish, Okay, but I'm going for it. Um, a classic scene from a decade old episode of the office yes. helped an Arizona mechanic save an unconscious woman's life. Now, maybe, you know, the scene I'm talking about, um, close 21 year old cross Scott found a woman locked in her car a couple weeks ago. He broke in and found that she was not breathing. Now, uh, his name is cross and he does not have any emergency training, but he thought of the show, the episode where Steve Carell's character, uh, does CPR to a, like a, like a, it's like a training dummy, dummy, right? To the tune of the Bee Gees song, Staying Alive, because (laughs) their instructor said, you know, it's got the correct tempo for those chest compressions. And then, of course, remember in the scene, it just all like falls apart because Dwight like attacks that dummy. Yes. And what's his name? Andy starts just breaking into the full song, you know, (laughs) and. Uh, yeah, so first, anyway. Okay, doesn't he start off singing, first I was afraid, afraid I was petrified? Probably. <laughs> Pro- I think so. <laughs> no, a little too that's slow not the right yes, time. You're right, right. Oh, that's funny. Well, so within a minute, the woman was breathing. She was taken to a hospital. She was later released. And Cross, whose name is Cross Scott, he has a bit of like, uh, you know, so rapport Michael with Scott. Michael Scott, yes. Steve Carell's character in the show. But uh, yeah, he was able to save her life. That's, that's awesome. Amazing. Is he stumbled upon her at the right time where she could yeah. still be saved? Yes. Right. Hmm. Wow. And apparently she looked distressed enough where he thought, I'm going to break into her car to Not help just her. Sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Ugh. Wow. Story, he was wow. a mechanic, though. He probably had a Slim Jim. He was okay, able to. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. He actually had keys. <laughs> there you go. Let's Let's try. Her and didn't even have to wreck the vehicle. That's nice. <laughs> and uh, my story comes out of Chicago during the polar vortex. Uh, I guess there's a. Uh, 
kind of a small village of homeless people that live uh, right near the Dan Ryan Expressway. Um, about 100 people converged there, um, and they were living there during the polar vortex outside. Wow. Um, someone had donated like about 100 propane takes to keep them warm, oh, wow. but one of them exploded. <gasps> So the fire department came and confiscated all of their propane oh, tanks. No. So they had no way to stay warm. So here they are, um, pretty much under an overpass, living in tents, out in the cold, negative 22 degrees. And uh, I guess a woman, an anonymous woman, I think, uh, ended up renting 100 hotel rooms for these people and put them up for a week to stay wow. at a hotel so they were able to to leave their tents and spend the rest of the polar vortex oh. in a nice warm room probably with uh, HBO so yeah, <laughs> yeah. showers, <laughs> showers. Yeah. yeah yeah so pretty neat um, just a neat story of, of someone just coming forward and saying you know what I got this and staying anonymous but uh, just being a hero for these homeless people that would have otherwise been yeah. in the deep cold without any way to and stay warm so dangerous and, and wow. have you ever yes. been to Chicago yeah, uh, in, in the cold and freezing. horrible oh, yeah. horrible yeah, and I mean that the Dan Ryan Express like has no continental breakfast <laughs> yeah no they don't no <laughs> I mean, no waffles no no, no amenities no. There. even just fruit yeah out. right yeah, yeah. Oh, not they're, e- yeah. they're not handing out the deodorants and mm-hmm. the <laughs> No. Razors and things like that. We have some things. toothpaste. No, yeah. we've got asphalt. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Here's some tea. Here's yeah. some rocks. Just gargle those in your mouth. So they, they that's had a, really great. They had a nice week. It was, I like it, was that. A, it was a good mm-hmm. week for them, and uh, hopefully, uh, maybe some of them were able to have a little bit of a plateau to, to walk out of there and, and maybe feel a little more refreshed, a little more capable. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. very cool. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so I thought this was cool. Brianne Zolfo, she is the owner of Cafe Fresco, which opened six years ago, and um, it's just this coffee shop, and when it wasn't busy, her employees would write down inspirational quotes on the like coffee sleeves, mm. and it became so popular that they had customers coming in asking for, like, I want a quote on my you know, <laughs> oh, coffee sleeve. Awesome. Yeah, right? So now they basically uh, get up early every morning and write these quotes on these sleeves of coffee, so you know, other coffee sleeves have these quotes. Well, she wanted to keep going. And so three years ago, not only the quote, but she would write um, suggested good deeds on the inside of the sleeve. So asking customers to, you know, do things like donating clothes to a homeless shelter or donating Salvation Army. Uh, and then when they would return with a photo or a video of doing that thing, they would get a free cup of coffee. So basically, she's just like, hey, do something nice for people and you can get a free cup of joe. Awesome. Hmm. And then on top of that, every week they collect their tips. So it's the community love tip jar hmm. and they give it to somebody. So like one one week they were um, talking with a homeless man in the area and found out that one of his biggest needs was a bike. And so they took the community tip jar and bought him a bike. That's amazing. Yeah. And so I'm not sure exactly a time frame because it was a little more recently that they began doing this, but apparently um, this man, he actually ended up coming back to the shop years later and was just saying how much he appreciated that. And he actually was able to use that bike to, um, I'm, I'm not sure if it was specifically to like get to a job every day oh, or what it was, but he's no longer say, homeless. Like win the tour de France. No, <laughs> That would have been quite the plot twist. But then he blood doped and he didn't win. No, oh. I'm just kidding. No. No, so um, so yeah, he's no longer homeless, and yeah, so basically, it's this really small town. It's Crown Point, Indiana, but mm. basically, um, she wants to get a bus. She wants to buy a bus and call it the Community Love Bus, and like go around doing nice things yes. for people. But I just love that, you know, because it's not like she has these amazingly huge resources. She has this coffee shop, but she's thinking about okay, well, what can I do with what I have, and nice. what I can do is encourage people to do 
good things for other people. I think, too, as we approach Valentine's Day, I think that's a good reminder that, yeah, Valentine's Day, romantic love, and, mm-hmm. you know, people are so focused on that, but that's community love, and that's Absolutely. the, that's the yeah. love, the God love stuff Absolutely. that we're supposed Absolutely. to be doing. Sounds so. like Absolutely. a pie shop. Oh, yeah. Someday. Yeah. Someday. Uh, <laughs> I'm just feeling like we're, I'm going to be in Indiana sometime soon, and I'm going to see signs in people's yards. Zolfo for governor. Yeah, right? Yeah. Right. I'd vote for yeah. For sure. Well, thanks again for listening to WCSG Backstage. You make this podcast possible by downloading, reviewing, and sharing it, and we can't do it without your support. You can join the podcast at backstage at wcsg.org. We love hearing from you, and you can also learn more at wcsg.org. Keyword backstage. But before we go any further... Surprise! Surprise! We've got Slam our birthday the in the house. What, what? What? Happy birthday! <laughs> uh, so here's what's gonna happen: is uh, wait, yeah. we are off script now, y'all. We are off yeah. script. I'm There's afraid. Nothing written down. I'm afraid. Uh, Brittany, it, it, as we record this podcast, is celebrating a birthday, and yes. so we thought the four of us, the dot, if you want to join in, if you, I don't know if you prepared or anything. If you but like Brittany at all. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. we're gonna take thirty seconds each and just like. Why thirty, Jeremy? Oh. Why thirty? Because it's a birthday. Because I'm turning 32. There it is. Wow. I'm turning there 30. There it is. But it's yes. like a 30 second birthday compliment, oh, uh, wow. Steve. You know, that's a long time. Don't feel pressure to fill all 30 seconds, please. So 30 max. Yeah. yeah that's, there you yeah, go. That's a long time. That's um, a long time. Is anyone keeping time? Uh, yeah, we can keep time. Sure. Let's see who can get close to Boy, 30 without I wish over. we had that Oscar music like that happens <laughs> when, you know, when the speech goes too long Pull and they start off. playing the orchestra so who wants to go first i'll go first okay that's fitting yeah did you have something written down i did (laughs) i mean in my family we do the birthday compliment and it's always right off the top Mm -hmm. of your head but Brittany is an enneagram one yes which means perfectionist uh but to me it means she's a leader uh she wants to be a part of the solution she's a person Mm -hmm. of conviction um she's not an entitled millennial That's the best compliment. Thank you. Uh, You want to push your limits and your comfort zone, and I see great faith in that when when I see that happening in you all the time. So I just am inspired by that. You are cool, but you don't compromise. There it is. Nice, nice. Wait, 33 seconds. 30, oh, shoot. I'm glad we had that last three seconds because the last line was my was like, that was really yeah, what yeah, I yeah. <laughs> All right, Tom, you want to go? Yeah, okay. So uh, in a word, brave. I, I just want yeah. to uh, just kind of highlight. Uh, th- 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 I've known you for probably about, what, seven years mm-hmm. now. Uh, maybe a little less than that. But uh, I remember when you first came here, uh, you just had such... A strength. Uh, you 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 saw every task and you took it head on, uh, and you didn't complain. And I just think that you uh, show a lot of bravery. Um, you're confident. You're cool under pressure. You keep your cool. You're you're always pleasant, um, but you're not afraid to share your heart. You do it in a way that is graceful. And I think that uh, that that shows a lot about who you are. I want to say one more thing. You remind me a lot of. Uh, of the powerful women of the cinema back in the day, um, like the Grace Kellys, and 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 you just you just have an air about you yeah. that is confident and true, poised but ready to share the truth at any moment, and that is rare and it's a great quality. I appreciate Aww. you. 
That was 40 seconds, wasn't it? Oh, oh no. Man. It was a minute 13. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. So sorry, Amanda. You don't get to go. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, all right. It was hard to encapsulate that. No, that was really good. Oh, Amanda, why um, Okay. Well, mine are a little more just like goofy. Um, Brittany, what I appreciate about you is that you never make me feel old. Um, I'm t- almost 10 years older than you, and I love that we've always just shared, been able to connect on certain things um, like baking and Ina Garten and... Yes. Um, I, know. I love how I've been able to watch you grow over the years since hiring you, which is so weird. Um, and a lot of what Tom said, you just jumped in and went full speed ahead. And I will always treasure the time where we got to go to El Salvador together and we shared a room. And the only thing we could find on TV was Animal Planet in Spanish. And even then we were able to enjoy each other's company. You have a heart that's huge and a smile that just lights up a room. And we are so lucky to have you. So happy birthday. Thank you. And also for the record, I was thinking about this this morning. I don't feel like you guys are getting any older. I just feel like I'm getting closer in age to all of you. Yes. So you are not aging at all. You are all still like Steve. You're just like 45 forever. Jeremy, Amanda, you guys are like 35 forever. Tom's like 40. Yeah, you guys are all just that age forever. Awesome. All right. So here's mine. 1989 was a great year. It gave us some really great things. Nintendo Game Boy, Sega Genesis, Saved by the Bell, TGIF, Seinfeld, America's Funniest Home Videos, the original Batman with Michael Keaton, Field of dreams and of course you uh, you've outlasted pretty much all of them but I'm looking at America's Funniest Home Video saying you can end anytime uh, but back to your jokes your determination your care for those around you and a, you're a great member of the team and I hope you have a happy birthday oh thank you oh, that was quick. 27 seconds that was great wow. but excellent I want to excellent. disagree with one point I, th- I think Alfa- like I think Alfonso does a fine job. Oh, okay, there I said it. There I said it. I love that man lately. Okay. Wow. Well, time for something that we haven't done on the podcast before, uh, but you've probably heard of this or maybe played it at a party. Something called "Never Have I Ever." Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll each take a turn sharing a never have I ever, and if somebody else in the room has done it, well, you got to share your story. Okay. Let's start with Brittany. Okay. Never have I ever ordered delivery food. Stop it. What? What? Really? I have never ordered delivery. Not even pizza? Nope. Wait, hold on. How is that possible? Because the precious Joel and Becky (laughs) were saving pennies when we Mm -hmm. were growing up, Mm -hmm. and so no way were we going to have to... Get delivery and tip someone. You're so right you about that. I get so that. So we'd always pick it up. And then once I, I mean, like, I'm not going to do it as a college kid. And then. That's w- always when I did you it. You are yeah. of the Grubhub generation. Yes. yes. So now you I will put this disclaimer. I will put this disclaimer. <laughs> Spencer ordered delivery like last week. Oh, but what you was personally haven't. Yes, I have never done that. Uh, Did you partake of the delivery? It was Uber Eats and it was Urban Fire Pizza. We got pizza and a salad. And my life has been changed forever. It was wonderful. Bring it to your house. Yes, it was wonderful. It's really nice. It is. But yes, I have never ordered delivery. The way I grew up was like, that was a rite of passage. Like, I yeah. got to be the one to make the call and order the pizza or order <laughs> yeah. whatever it was. I forced my kids to do because I don't want to talk to the people. Man, that (laughs) just happened. My kids, people. My progeny, living within my own home, are now ordering food and having it brought oh, yeah. to my home. Oh, yeah. Like, just, 
you know. I just ordered a pizza. Without consent. Without you know. Exactly. Wow. Do you take a dad I, I do Good. take a dad text. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow, that's yeah. a fun fact. <laughs> right. do you, do you, is the gum line, do you eat that? Or is it just... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. We should, we should flash back to a previous podcast <laughs> right now. The gum line is the space <laughs> between the crust and the cheese where the dough didn't the get cooked. Squidgy yeah. There you go. It's officially <laughs> called the gum go. line. Can... Ew. <laughs> so moist. <laughs> Put it in your cheek and save it oh. for later. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about that wasn't you what you said, but how you said it. <laughs> so thank you, Tom. You're okay. Welcome. I didn't know what this game that was supposed to be something we have never done. Mine is just like an ask oh, in general. Oh, that's fine. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Go ahead. You can go with that. Sorry. Just no, pretend you ahead. haven't done it. Just pretend. <laughs> no, I think it's something I haven't done. I've done a lot of things. I want me to go while you think of it? No, because I really want to know the answer to this yeah, question. Yeah, go for it. Go for just it. do it. It's never have I ever um, went around the store twice to get a sample two times at Costco. <laughs> <laughs> Because I have, you I have shouldn't have prefaced it. We totally would have never believed yes, that you yes. did that. Never oh. have I ever brought a Tupperware container to Sam's. <laughs> so has anyone else done that? I have. I feel like I have done that. I don't know that I have an amazing story about it, but I think like trying something like, well, that was really good. I'm gonna walk around for a bit, <laughs> yeah. yes. let them swap the people out, oh. and then come back for round two. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I feel like with me, we had a Sam's Club membership a while ago, you know, several years ago. We don't have one now, but in those days, it was just kind of like, while Kelly's shopping, I'll browse. (laughs) (laughs) Quote fingers there. Uh, You know, just kind of walk around and look for what kind of samples there are and partake in any that I can find. Any and all. Yep. Yes. Yes. I don't do that. I will now from now on, though, because (laughs) I feel like I can because you do. I would ask. I ask Spence. I will in this one. I like food. Yeah. I'll ask Spencer, like, hey, I just tried this. This was good. Go get two. Yeah. So I'll do that sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never have I ever gotten a driving ticket. Really? really? Same. Wow. What? I the only like altercation with anything in my vehicle that I've been well, okay, I've been in two. One, some lady backed up into me in the parking lot, and two, when I was first learning how to drive, I ran into the side of our garage. <laughs> Well, I have been pulled over twice, and I got in a car wreck, but never gotten a ticket in any of those situations. Good for you. Well done. I was not put in jail for having too many speeding tickets once. Right. Never have I ever. Oh, no. Oh, no. This was in a former life. Yes. And and a driver responsibility fee of $5,000. $5,000. I think it was $5,000, either $3,000 or $5,000. That's That's the same in my mind. (laughs) That's too much. Yes. Uh, One time... I haven't gotten any speeding tickets or anything like that since then, though. Good. So yeah. Good for you. Yeah, thank you. One time in college, maybe, I was on the highway in Pennsylvania and just didn't notice the squad car <laughs> that has its strobes on behind me. <gasps> you were fleeing from the police? I they... didn't think of it that way. You were like, there's the state line. If I go yes, over there, yeah. save some paperwork. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a nice thing to do. It's a exactly. public service. What? Uh, what happened was he decided to just pull up next to me <laughs> and and Did gesture aggressively. Down your window. He yeah, I think he hit the little the that sound, that siren <laughs> sound. Yes, that thing. Which which quote unquote got my attention. <laughs> and then he was like he he looked very serious. And, he was like, and so I took him like, seriously at that point. <laughs> Man, I wish I had thought of that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so there's my little story. Wow. Good one. 
Oh, wow. that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good Okay, one. how about this? Uh, never have I ever jumped from a bridge, cliff, tower, or airplane. Mm-hmm. Mm. I haven't done any of those. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, we went to Costa Rica for yeah. a mission trip. And part of our week there, we did this like whitewater rafting thing. And yep. we pulled over to this cliff and... You're like trekked all the way up and the only way to get down is not back the way you came. You have to jump off. So I did that and it was exhilarating and fun, but it, I mean, you're in a lot of hang time. Yeah. A lot of hang time. And there was water at the bottom, right? Yes. Yes. Otherwise I wouldn't be here today. (laughs) I don't know. You could have been tethered to something. I don't know. Yeah, no. It was water. So, and yeah, that was, that was fun. That was definitely a step outside your comfort zone thing. But when you're already outside your comfort zone and, a foreign oh, land sure. and stuff like that. You're just like, eh, might as well keep going. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good model for life. Yeah. Just keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Yep. No, stop this far. <laughs> uh, I went skydiving once. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Um, I think out in Hastings. Hastings that's skydive. Right house, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Like so. A mile from my house. Awesome. That's where I went. Uh, and <laughs> I'm glad it was tandem. I'm glad it was because uh, I went to go pull the cord because you're supposed <gasps> you to pull the it. Man off of you. No. No. <laughs> no. I. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't pull it. So, so, the, so the tandem guy literally grabs my hand, puts my hand on the cord and pulls it with me. So, uh, yeah, I saved, he saved my life and, uh, it, wow. was, it was, it was about as scary as it gets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't know if this counts. That thing at Michigan's Adventure, what's it called? Oh, the, no, no, no. Where you get pulled up that, and then they drop oh, you. That. I've done that three okay. times. Okay. So, okay. All right. I always use sure. my kids as an excuse. Totally like, counts. oh, do you want to do it? I guess I'll do it with you. And it's scary <laughs> and it is so fun. Yeah. So fun. Oh, cool. Wow. Dad's done it too. Yeah. Oh, my mm-hmm. heart is beating real yeah. fast even <laughs> thinking about yeah. doing that. Yeah. Yeah. No thanks. Nobody oh. ever gets splat on the ground <laughs> you never see that so that's just, true just trust you the only process. see the good parts yes it is interesting that neither of your stories were a part of your groundhog day oh well i mean <laughs> would you like relive I said, that I moment do that part again oh, okay. but maybe being at michigan's adventure not so much yeah. Yeah. standing in line there's a lot for, of tattoos yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> is adam levine there every day yeah, he is <laughs> sorry uh never have i ever seen my father cry oh yeah yeah, I haven't. I have seen mine. Yeah, I've I've have seen him misty eyed before, but I mm-hmm. don't think I've ever seen a tear go down his cheek. So uh, mm. not that he doesn't feel. He's a he's just a very emotive man, uh, but very strong and very uh, very focused. Mm-hmm. So um, while I know he has deep deep feelings and emotions, I've never seen him cry. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I can think of once. Mm-hmm. Uh, with my dad Mm -hmm. and it was when I was probably 12 or 13 and we found out my cousin had leukemia Mm. now the thing with my cousin is uh, my dad's the youngest of five and so he remembers when she was born you know like he she was very much kind of like a very close niece for him Mm -hmm. you know and uh she was young in her 20s and expecting a baby and um they got the news that she had leukemia and i think it was very overwhelming to my dad we were in the middle of a vacation to florida Mm -hmm. and we you know just kind of made the decision we're going to go up to illinois and be there because I think they were going to induce the baby and so she could start chemo and all that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that stands out in, in your memory when you're 13 and you've never seen your dad die, uh, cry. You've never seen your dad cry and it was not just a little trickle. I mean, like he kind of lost it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. 
Well, it's time to wrap things up. We're back in two weeks. As always, thanks for listening to WCSG Backstage. And a big thanks to Dodd Morris behind the controls, always working hard to help us sound our best. Time to close things out with a deep cut, Steve. Oh, yeah. Back to you, sir. What do you have for us today? Okay, well, I'm a fan of Switchfoot. Yeah. And uh, originally I had like a true deep cut, like a song from their Fading West album that never really got any exposure or airplay, but I really like it. But thinking about Switchfoot, I think I just was like, wait a minute, don't they have a new album that just came out? Native Tongue. Mm -hmm. So I went and sought it out just last night and found this song, The Strength to Let Go. Um, It just really, as I listened, I really resonated. It's kind of like my story or like probably all of our story, you know, just the idea of letting go and surrender. Mm -hmm. We have those moments where we just kind of realize, okay, my hooks in this thing or my control isn't doing anything. I need to let go of this situation. And ultimately, um, it becomes like a prayer. And so that's, I think, the nature of this song, very much kind of a prayer. And it seems very personal. I don't know if John Foreman wrote it, but lyrically, it just seems like it's something very personal. So Something that they just went through as a band is Jerome, their keyboard player. He went through a bout with cancer and had a tumor removed and everything's good now. Everything's good, yeah. Okay. That's good news. So here you go, The Strength to Let Go by Switchfoot. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Tom. I'm Steve. And I'm Brittany. Welcome Welcome to WCSG Backstage. I don't like to admit when I'm wrong Any gifts of forgiveness instead of applause I was dying to prove to myself I could make it alone Yeah, it took years to confess that your love was the best At unraveling all of my pride Had to laugh at myself when I realized that you were my home Give me the strength to let go We are all fun guys. <laughs> right? Yes, we are. Hey. That's where the ring shot goes. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Steve's dry joke. <laughs> Steve's dry joke. Oh, thanks for not calling it dad joke, although. Yeah. It's, well, it's branded love, its own. I do yes. love a good dad joke. Yeah. Well, it takes a cultured person to be able to. Hey. <laughs> nice. 